and we're just going to do this simple congregational song and just sing. All around the altar, crying holy. All around the altar, crying holy. tonight amen one of the questions i love to ask amen because amen, we all travel different roads to salvation amen and our road to salvation is not the same amen amen that's a different story for each one of us amen and on tonight we want to know what in your life led you to jesus christ well <laughs> praise god for being here thank god for apostle Evangelist Pearson tonight. We thank God for being here. But what led me to Christ is that I was just raised basically in the church. My mother, my father was a minister, and growing up, we always had church every Wednesday night in our home. Daddy would have Bible study and pray with us, but and. Uh, at that time, they attended uh, a Baptist church in, uh, from us. And he had told us when you get 12 years old, you have to be baptized. <laughs> and that's what, what we had always been uh, in church, the sunbeams and all of that. But 
He told us when we got 12 years old, we had to be baptized. That was the time you be accountable for yourself. And my mother was, uh, had adjourned, uh, had gotten saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. And she adjourned uh, the Triumph Church there in town, across from the other church. And uh, so it was like, it was, Daddy was in the Baptist Church. My mom was in Triumph. And it was like, okay, at that time, Trump didn't believe in baptism. I don't know what they do now, but then they did. And so, Daddy was like, they need to be baptized. They got to be baptized. They're going to be 12 years old. My sister and I was afraid of water, so we was happy that Mitty said, you ain't got to be baptized. <laughs> now we don't need to be so. Of course, money was going to let whatever daddy said, you know. So, my sister and I, we was just saying, Lord, you know, we really didn't want to be baptized. We wanted to do, be with Big Mama. But at that time, uh, having known Christ, God, but not in the fullness, but he'd always been a part of my life. And shown me things, and, and I've seen visions, open visions, and just new things, not understanding what was going on with me, but praying, Lord, what do we do? And just before our 12th birthday, a man by the name Elijah Lala came to, to Chillisburg, and my mom invited him in our house to have service. And he started having service with us. And we started tearing for the Holy Ghost. And we got filled with the Holy Ghost. Right after we turned 12 years old. God filled us with the Holy Ghost. And being baptized. And my mom, she believed and knew the truth of the word of God. And so she always joined with him. And so he took us down to the little creek down in somewhere, and we was baptized in a creek <laughs> on the creek bank, and and it was and that's how that's how that saved at twelve years old, filled with the Holy Ghost, and baptized. Amen. So you letting me know on tonight, Amen. You're never too young. Never too, young. Never too young to be saved and to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Yes. Amen. God loves it when you're tender in age. Yes. You're able to move and amen to do things for him. Amen. Yes. Especially in your youth. Amen. Yes. And we know a lot of young people out there. Amen. They feel like oh I haven't lived out my life. I haven't done everything I wanted to do. Yes. Amen. But there's some people in their life that got older and they wish they had a guy Say when they was young, amen. Right. Amen. I know, um, getting saved when I was 18 years old, I wish I had got saved younger, amen. Yes. But the thing, the blessing about it, amen, it was the word of God. Y'all was brought up mm -hmm. in the word of God, yes. And we know a lot of um parents out there, a lot of children out there today that are not brought up that same way, yes. Some are, but it's a lot that is not, they don't. Some don't even know about God. Yes. So we thank God for how you gave your life to the Lord at a young age. Yes. Amen. Um, can you tell me, like, along the way, amen, did things get, did 
things challenge your faith, challenge your salvation? Like, was there any um, roadblocks or anything like that that caused you to, your faith to waver or your um, what you, you know, for how you first believed caused it to change and all? Well, later on, I'll say we have been saved probably about three years and uh, getting to be a teenager and everything, we moved and uh, started liking a little young guy. You know how we do be fast. <laughs> started liking a young guy. And, and, and it's funny because, and funny or not funny, but all of us out in the country and all raised together and, his mom and our mom all in service and have, going from house to house having service. But a lot of things back then, we wasn't taught. And I don't blame that on the lack of teaching. It's just crazy things how, uh, and one thing stick out to me, uh, he would say to me, I can look at you and you'll get pregnant. We ain't even had sex or nothing like that, but you think, <laughs> I'm serious, you know. Young people this day and time have so much knowledge. And uh, we see young people now getting pregnant. I end up pregnant. And uh, my mother was the mother of the church. And back then when you end up pregnant, you could not. It was almost like you was an outcast. You really was. It was frowned upon, so you had to go stand up on the church and you had to repent and tell them you were sorry and all that. They didn't say nothing about the guy, nothing like that. Now, the young man wanted to marry me, but my daddy said, no, she's too young. No, they, he was angry. My father was real angry. My mother was embarrassed because her being the mother of the church and everything. But that took me out of the church. Uh, for several years. Uh, later on, I got married, and instead of having kids and everything, I would go to church. A portion of me would live as being sanctified, because it was the word had been planted. You know what I'm saying? Had been planted in me. And so I went through a, a period of years, probably to about I want to say about 23, between 23 and 25. And one of my daughters ended up with cancer. And it, let me tell you this, and I must say this. In between all of this time, I had no idea that God's hand was still on my life. And he had a divine call on my life. And everything that would happen even in the natural pertaining to my home. I would know it. My husband was a, a man that had, he was a ladies man. That's what attracted me to him. That's when I tell people when they talk about a silly woman, me. And I was attracted to him simply because the women were so, he was popular. But, and I would say, look who he married. <laughs> but he stopped, didn't stop doing nothing. But God would show me 
even in my backslidden state, what was going on. To the fact that one time I had a dream that he was out with someone and who it was. When he come home and sat on the bed, it woke me up and I said, let me tell you what I just dreamed. He got upset because he thought somebody had called and told me and we didn't even have a telephone. So, <laughs> but God would reveal things to me. And he would, and even in my blasphemy stage, he would even show me. I would know when someone in the community was going to pass. I mean, it's just simple things like that. And uh, I even had an open vision of my children, their young kids, preaching the gospel. We traveled all over the United States preaching. He revealed that to me. Then one time he revealed to me when my daughter got sick. Before she got sick, I went and took out a cancer policy because I felt like um, I would get sick with cancer. The saints was going to pray for me. God would raise me up and I would go forth and do what the Lord wanted me to do. And But it wasn't me. It was my daughter who got sick with cancer. And then a lady prophesied to me, like I said, I go to church, the service, I don't serve because I want to go. And this mother prophesied to me, and she said to me, she said, Billy, God got a call on you, a call on you, and you need to come on back to the Lord. I'm sitting there holding one of my baby on my lap. She said, and I can see things happening to you. I see sickness, and I said to myself, not to her, in my heart. I said, you tell me nothing I know, don't know. I'm going to get sick. Saints going to pray for me, and God going to heal me, and I'm going to get sick. She said, then your husband, your home can break up your husband. I see your husband leaving you. I said, you telling me nothing I don't know, because he ain't going nowhere. I'm going to leave him. <laughs> <My Lord. laughs> because these things. You know what I'm saying? But God knew in my heart knew that I was doing this stuff in ignorance, even though I knew. You know what I'm saying? But right after that, my daughter did. One of my daughters got sick with cancer. And God showed me that morning I went in and supposed to take her back to the doctor. And my, her gown was up. She had two knots in her stomach up on the skin, the light eggs. And uh, I looked, and God gave me x-ray eyes. I saw the cancer in my baby's stomach. And I told my husband, I said, the neck got cancer. He said, don't say that. I said, yes, she does, because I saw it. And I took her on to the doctor, and he said, we don't give her a 50-50 chance. We're sending her to Children's Hospital tonight, and we're going to. She's going to have to have surgery. And while we was waiting for my daddy to come and get me, I began to talk to the Lord. And I told God, I said, this cancer is not about my daughter. This is about me. I said, Lord, you did see that I might have got healed and I gave my life to you. I said, so God, I'm giving your my life to you right now. Lord, God, thank you, Jesus. 
us regardless to whatever happened. I said, I'm surrendering my life to you. And I told my husband, I said, you can do whatever you want to do. I said, but from now on, I'm living for the Lord. I said, you can keep running around, you can keep cold, you can keep doing whatever you do. I said, but for me, I'm giving my life back to God. And from that was the turning point for me giving my life to God. But the thing was, my baby stayed in the hospital for 30 days and had to take chemo for about two years. But in the process of taking the chemo, a preacher came to town, even though I gave my life to the Lord. I had not received the Holy Ghost. And I went to a revival at Evangel Temple, and this preacher was there. And he had told me, I sent my baby because she was still running from that incision. And I sent her with my daddy for the man to pray for. And this preacher told my daddy, he said, I'm not going to pray for her. He said, go back and tell the mother to come. So daddy, come back and he told me. And I got upset. I said, what kind of preacher will not pray for a child that got cancer in her stomach? You don't need it. I said, he ain't no man of God. And she, he said, don't say that, daughter. That's what he called me. <laughs> he said, baby, don't feel that way. He said, Billy, baby, he said, just get her ready and come on. And he said, come on and just come on and go. So all my kids and big mama couldn't get in the car, so me and dad and whoever could went on over there. And he said, it's the mother here with the baby, the child that had cancer. He said, and I held my hand up. He says, uh, would you come up and bring your baby? Now, when the man came out from the back, I don't know whether anybody ever saw the movie, we reach around tree super fly. Y'all probably seen you did with the stack heels and the coat, trench coat, long, pretty hair. And I saw that movie. And when he came out from the back, I said, super fly. <laughs> And I know that was the enemy trying to keep me from getting my deliverance. But anyway, let me brush on. They, uh, I had my baby up there, and he put her on the table in the front. And he said, when you pull her clothes off and just leave her under clothes on, he said, because I want the people to see. My baby looked like those children from Africa that was, she had lost so much weight, all her hair was gone. And, uh, he says, uh, they told you they got it all, but the reason it's still running is some of it is still there. And that's what it's running. And he said, but God is going to heal your baby. He laid hands on my daughter and prayed for her and laid hands on me, and I don't remember nothing else. <laughs> but when I come up off the floor, I was speaking in tongue. And my baby was healed at this incision dried up from that night on. I was saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, praise God. And my baby was healed instantly. God did it. So this, that was brought me back to God. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. So powerful. Amen. 
The Lord yes. loved his little children. Yes, he And he did. didn't want to leave the mother out either. Not at all. That's how God's love is for us. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know, like you said, there was the enemy making you think, like, like what kind of person would want to pray? Mm-hmm. But sometimes, amen, we have to be obedient even as leaders. Sometimes the leaders, we have to listen to the voice of God because a lot of times, Lord said, don't pray. Mm-hmm. And there'll be a reason. reason. But sometimes if we go over that, mm-hmm. we can miss out on something God had a greater plan for. Yes, so, you know, we you didn't understand it right then and now, but now you understand. Now, <laughs> now you understand. <laughs> and that's very powerful because God had it all planned out. Plan. He, he wanted to uh, re- just Fill you back up with the precious gift of the Holy, full of it. Amen. Yes, yes. Amen. Because God already had blessed you when you was twelve. Amen. Mm-hmm. And God never had taken His hands. Never had. Never taken His hands. Never taken it off. But God is so awesome. Yes. And I was going to ask you when was the time that your faith was tested, but that was all even in that. Amen. Amen. It was in that. Amen. Amen. Never heard that. Never heard that testimony. Beautiful to the glory of God. So, how many children do you have? I have eight. Eight children. Four boys and four girls. Amen. Look at God. Yes. Amen. And God, amen. He blessed you. Amen. Children are a blessing. Amen. Yes. Amen. From the Lord. Amen. Yes. And you care for those children. Amen. Yes. And God sees in. And when you was uh, giving your testimony, you said, I believe you were saying like, because of what your daughter was going through, you felt like it was because of the decision of you being out of God that caused that to come up on her. And a lot of parents don't understand that. You know, we know the story about the blind man, you know, yeah. who caused this, this uh, boy to be born blind was the parents. You know, in that particular scripture, it said, you know, it wasn't the parents, but it was just for the will of God, the manifestation of God. To be glorified. But then if we read on in scriptures, it tells us, even as, as you will see, it tells us in the scriptures that uh, the actions that parents choose, it can cause a curse to come upon our children. Yes. Amen. Can I, yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Yes, ma'am. Let me say this. Even in that, the thing is, I, I feel like what happened was still for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. Because they not only about healing to her, but about salvation to me and even in what she went through with, you would think that she suffered because she was the third child in the United States with this type of cancer. And had but two other people's children. It was a cancer that children get and it was called, it was a tumor that invade they kidney. And it was and the first person that had it was named Wilma. So they named it Wilma, Wilma Tuma. And she was the third child in the United States. And I met one other lady a few years ago in Mississippi had that same condition when she was a child. And the thing was that in the midst of this, in the hospital, they cut her from here all the way up under there. And she never cried about pain or nothing. And every time we would get ready to come home, she would catch pneumonia. She caught it three times. 
in a the last time she caught it, uh, I've told you about how angels, I would see angels, angels ministry, and even talk to me. One of the doctors came and stood in the doorway because it was so new to, they would have doctors from UAB and different ones coming in to see her. And that particular day, I was after they had all came in to see her, I was at the foot of her bed. And this doctor stood in the doorway and he looked at me and he said, and he pointed at her, he said, you see your baby in that bed? And I said, yes, sir. He said, that's a miracle. And he turned and he walked away. Never saw him no more. The doctors told me after two years, I thought about it after I got saved. I wanted to know who he were. They said there was no doctor like that on your child's case. But God. But during the process of before I ended up getting married, I couldn't go to school because I had a baby. So I had to come to Talladega and go to school at Westside. I would ride with the lady, and when she get out of class, then I would, you know, we come home. But one night she had night class, and I had to stand outside her car and wait. How about the same man that meant, told me about my baby? I didn't know it then and didn't recognize it until I got saved. He came up to me dressed just like with the doctor coat, turban around his head. And he said, young lady, why are you standing outside here? He says, too dangerous. He said, go in the library and wait for your ride until your ride finish your class. People don't believe in this kind of thing. Yes. But God will dispatch his angels. Angels, yes. And he did that for me. And I'm not knowing that I would see the same person while my baby was going through what she was going through. But it wasn't until I got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost that I realized that's what it was. Amen. Awesome to the glory of God. I tell you, come on, I think we need to get a Lord of great big handout. Thank you, amen. Amen. Because people don't believe in miracles. They don't. People don't believe in miracles like they used to. Mm-hmm. They, they think stuff is you you, you making up something, but now God is that same God back then. Amen. And he's doing those things right now. Only if we believe. Mm-hmm. Amen. We got to believe. Amen. We can believe God for everything else. We believe God amen, to get a job. We can believe God to get this and that. But when it comes to the things of God, yeah, we, we got to still believe. Amen. Yes, amen. Yes. And I know that you've been faithful. You've been, you've been serving. Amen. For many years. Yes. And we want the people, you want, we want you to t- let the people know what God has birthed out of your ministry, what God has placed in your hands uh, to serve others. Amen. Amen. How long you've been in ministry and what you have to offer uh, your ministry because you have a lot. It's, it's a lot. Amen. And I've seen the works. Amen. It's not something I just heard. Amen. But I've seen the works. Amen. And my mind goes back and when I was thinking about you coming on to the Rejoicing in Jesus Christ program, I said, I started thinking, I said, how long have I known Apostle Billy? 
I remember meeting you in 2002. And I remember that was when uh, me and uh, your niece, Prophetess Goldberg, and was working at the Boys and Girls Club in Chillsburg. Yeah. And it was just starting, starting there. And I remember meeting you when you was very active with the kids, wanting to help in the community. Didn't know you stayed on the outskirts of the projects. Amen. <laughs> but I always saw your face. And then when I learned more of you, whatever, it was just so good to know that you had a heart for God's people. Amen. And you had a heart for sinners. Amen. And you love to help everybody. And I and, and I was just thinking about that. I said, that's, that's been a long that's been almost about 21 years coming up, amen, that I've known you, amen, and I've seen the works. And we thank God for your faithfulness, amen, amen. And that's why one of the reasons we're rejoicing on tonight because of your faithfulness, amen. And we want you to tell them how long you've been in ministry and what this Holy Faith Temple has to offer in Chillisburg and even beyond. Amen. All right. Um, I've been in ministry as far as preaching ever since um, 1989. I did my initial sermon in September of 1989. And then in um, 2000, 2000, no, 1993, God called me off of my job at Avondale. I've been working for 19 years there. And he called me off of my job to go full time ministry. And uh, I started out evangelizing and just going around. I love people. And I just love people and children as a whole. And uh, I would gather the children together in my yard during the summer because I wanted the kids to have a memorable summer. Because some kids never get to go places. They don't get to go on trips and out of town. So I would do things in the yard with them and and uh, play games with them, and, and they loved it, and feed them with popsicles and different stuff, and so me and my mom, and then uh, God spoke to me, and he said, uh, well, uh, start a church. At first, we was doing an outdoor Sunday school. Every Sunday morning, I talked to my pastor and said, I want to do Sunday school with the kids. And that's what I would do. Because a lot of kids didn't go to church. And we had about, the first Sunday school class we had was um, 17 children. So we had to go next door to neighbor next door and borrow some chairs. <laughs> My niece gave us, uh, she's always been instrumental in the background. She gave me a boom bar and here we got a speaker. You did, you don't remember. Here we got a tent, <laughs> little Paul tent. <laughs> she don't even remember. And um, she went out there with us with the Sunday school, but she would do stuff. And then after that, the Lord spoke to me. He says, I want you to pastor. I was on my way to uh, Birmingham and right past uh, Hopperville, when you go over that little hill. And I told the Lord, Lord, you know I do what you say. I said, but that's too hard and an awesome responsibility. I said, but nevertheless, I do what you said. And because uh, my mother and father had pastored, and I saw some of the hardship they went through 
and I was working with them in ministry. And uh, so I just put it out of my mind and I told my friend about it and she said, okay. I told Danette, I think I made a told everybody, we tell one. Cause one is, one of my children that is no nonsense. I told my mom. But we went to see her on a lot. And uh, Wanda come in and she, she sit down by me. God gave me three crosses. My mother's church was Holy Faith Temple. And God said to me on the way from Georgia one time, he's a resurrect Holy Faith Temple. Right. And I drew three crosses. And uh, I said, Wanda come and sit by me. She said, what is this I hear you finna start a church? You tell everybody but me. And I said, yeah. She said, well, let me show you what the Lord showed me at work today. She drew three crosses at work, Holy Faith Temple. And I knew then she was the one to work hand in hand with me. Amen. And God, and so then later on, she said, what you going to do? I said, I'm just waiting. And the latest prophesied to me. She preached Moses at Evangel Temple. And while she was preaching the call of Moses, I knew she was talking to me. Amen. And when I was the, and she called a prayer line, I was the first one in line. She said, God says it's time for you to obey and do what he told you. She said, but I hear you having this conversation with him. When he told you what he wanted you to do, said so you said, God, this is too awesome and too great a responsibility, but you know I'll do what you say to Exact words I said to God, she spoke unto me. And so then I was headed to Birmingham again, and I said, God, in the same spot, God speaks to me just like I'm talking now. That's how he would do it. And I said, okay, God, I said, now I'm ready to do what you said. I said, but I don't have any money. How am I going to do it? He said, ties and offer. He said, I don't want you to sell not one plate, not one hot dog. This ministry gonna be done by tithes and offering. I said okay. Coming from Birmingham with one of my family members, I had took to the doctor, and uh, she said, "Me, mom, how you gonna do this? And you ain't got no money." I said, "Well, God said tithes and offering in the same spot." She said, "No." She said, "Cause God told me to give you this nine hundred something dollars." Tied money to do it. God did it. Yes, so we started the church, and now we started the church. We did uh, church without walls. We started that ministry having service on the ball field, church without walls. We did uh, back to school. Yeah, back to school uh, outreach uh, rally. Well, we give out school supplies and things for the kids every year, along with a fun day. Everything be free. Then we started, um, we hosted um, Logo Bible Institute for a couple of years. And after that, uh, God told me to start Dawn Christian Training Center. And that's called Defining a Ministry. It's a Christian training center where you can get a uh, Social degree in biblical studies, and uh, we will uh, give you uh, a master's, or you can get 
a doctor's degree only in biblical studies, though. And but with other, you have to have other credits and stuff like that. And we are uh, incorporated with the state of Alabama. Uh, so it is, it's, uh, it's incorporated. And we just not out there just doing something. Amen. So we did, um, one while we had meals on wheel where we feed the senior citizen for several years. Every Saturday, take meals to the senior citizen, whoever uh, needed a meal. Uh, then uh, during Katrina, we started a shelter because of Katrina to help the people. We never got anybody, but that was God giving us a homeless shelter. And we housed a lot of veterans because they built the veteran clinic cross in front of us, and that's before they built the veteran home in Pell City. So we was able to provide housing for, uh, for them along with other people. Now we have a freestanding, when I say a, a separate building for a shelter where we can have men, women, and then a mother and children. Uh, but we can only house up to 15 people at a time because that's the uh, guideline for the city gave us as far as the shelter. So God has truly blessed us and what else we got going on? Mm, whatever. We, and now we does a, last year we started a camp meeting uh, where we just have different information. People come set up tents and offer different information to help people and provide free food and just a big fun day and share the word of God and it's called Total Life Camp Meeting. Amen. 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 So she has just given you all what amen that is available in Chooseburg, amen, Alabama and beyond and amen. I know every year, amen, y'all consecrate before the Lord, yeah, have a revival. Amen. 21? 21 night consecration service. Amen. From January the 1st to January the 21st. Amen. Happen every year. Amen. Yes. Amen. And that's I mean, to God be all the glory. Yes. Amen. We just, we want you to, amen, we want you to remember these things. If you have to go back and watch, amen, this Rejoicing in Jesus Christ program, go back and watch so you'll know what's going on. Amen. Tell them your address uh, and also um, your service time. Okay, we are located, now we are located at 1050 3rd Street Northwest. Yeah, 3rd Street Northwest right there, right off of 280 uh, in Chillisburg. And our service time, we have, uh, now we have the men's coming pray at 9 o'clock from 9 to 10, and it is so awesome. So if y'all have any men who want to show up and pray with the men, it has made such a tremendous difference in our service. The men get together and pray. And then we have Sunday. It's on Sunday? On Sunday. Okay. Amen. Yeah, Sunday morning from 9 to 10. And it's men's only. You tell them women, let the men do their thing. <laughs> it is a powerful move of God. Amen. And the men's are on fire. We see God working. Amen. And then our Sunday school starts at 10 o'clock. And the Sunday school is from 10 to 11. Uh, and church service started at 11.15. 
and we have uh, we don't have Sunday evening service right now, but we do have uh, intercessory prayer on Wednesday from six thirty to seven, and then Bible study starts at seven. So, amen. Take advantage of it. If you're in the Chillsburg area, if you're surrounding area, go, amen, and get fed, amen, with the word of God. And she said, men, there's some men around there, amen. She didn't say you had to be saved to come and pray, amen, amen. But you want to join these men in praying, you come on over and, yeah. and fellowship with them, amen, and pray. You never know what God is going to do and how the Lord is going to change your life. Amen. Amen. Right now, we're getting ready to hear another selection from Minister Gwen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's thank God for her. And after she comes with that beautiful selection, amen, we're going to hear, amen, a word of God from Apostle Billy on tonight. Amen. 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 Child of Hip is saying this when it's just saying, oh, give Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good. Yes, He is good. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good. Yes, He is good. He is worthy, worthy, for He is good. Yes, He is good. to prepare your hearts, amen, and your minds on tonight, amen, as Apostle Billy get ready to share the word of God. Apostle Billy Crawford, all the way from Holy Faith Temple of Childersburg, Alabama, amen. Are y'all ready for the word of God on tonight? Praise God again. I honor this awesome Pastor Apostle Miller. 
at Pearson and uh, Evangelist Pearson. Amen. I thank God for you all. Like she said, we go way back. <laughs> Appreciate what God is doing in their life as well as what he's doing in Holy Faith Temple. I appreciate God tonight um, for what God is doing and how he's doing and how he's moving. And to subject tonight, y'all theme is saying, giving um, rejoicing in Jesus Christ. And we have to rejoice in him. And regardless to what we go through with the Bible, tells us in all things that we ought to give thanks because that's the will of God concerning us. So it doesn't matter how it looks, how it feels, we have to give God thanks because that's what he tells us and we don't look at the things in the natural what we see. We live by faith. The Bible tells us we walk by faith and not by sight. And because we already know that things can be better or they can be worse. But in that found out, it's really all in how you look at it. Really, it's how you look at it. And uh, I was looking for a scripture to speak from. And as I turned the Bible, uh, I come upon Psalms 107. <laughs> And it says, oh, give thanks unto the Lord. And she sang that song, oh, give thanks unto the Lord. For what? For he is good. And you know what? I remember a while back, I was talking to the Lord. And in prayer, I often tell God, Lord, create in me a clean heart. And I tell God, I want a pure heart. But Jesus said, blessed are the pure in heart, but they shall see God. See, you got to have a pure heart in order to see God. And we often think about that that means if I want to see God in the end or in the rapture, my heart got to be pure. But I found out in this day and time, if you really want to see God, your heart got to be pure. Amen. Because if your heart is evil, you're seeing nothing but evil. Amen. If your heart is over trouble, all you're going to see is trouble. Yes. So if you have a pure heart and see God in everything, you've got to see God moving in every situation. Amen. In the worst of situations, you still got to see God. Amen. The psalm says, someone say, he looked beyond my fault. And saw my need. Yeah. See, Jesus died for us because he saw what we could be. Amen. Not because of what we were. Amen. He died for what we could be. Amen. We could become the righteousness of God Amen. in Christ Jesus. Amen. So, you just don't look at what is before you. Your heart got to be pure, though. And it says, oh, give thanks. Unto the Lord. For he is good. For his mercy endures forever. Yeah. And his mercy does. And his mercy is long suffering. And a lot of times we don't want to be long suffering with anybody else. We shout patient. Yeah. 
And we don't want to wait. And we just, and, and we're so quick to write people out. But I thank God he didn't write me out. He saw who I was going to become. Even in the midst of my mess. Even in the midst of what I was going through with. God saw my future. And that's how he does it. And he said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Amen. If we are redeemed, we ought to say that the Lord is good. Amen. If don't nobody else say God is good, we the ones ought to show us say he's good Amen. and real good. Amen. There is none good but him. Yeah. And so I was praying and I said, Lord, I had asked him to help my heart to be, give me a clean heart and pure heart. I said, Lord, help me to be good. Amen. And I heard the Spirit say, no. You can't be good. And I'm like, what? That shook me. So I said, that ain't the Lord. You know, that probably ended it. So I'm just uh, praying it over again. And I heard it again. He said, no. He said, that's not good. Jesus said, when they came to him and said, good master, he said, uh-uh. He would not call him good master. He said, because there's none good but my father. And I'm telling you, that really blessed me. Then I said, Lord, uh, help me to do good. Amen. That's a different. Amen. That's a different. Amen. See, a lot of us want to put ourselves on a pedestal and think we all dead. But he lets us know all our righteousness is what? Feel the rest. But if we ask him to help us to do good, he'll help us to do good. He'll help us to do right. Because that's what he wants us to do. But we can't put ourselves on the same level. He Even Jesus wouldn't do it. And now we think he's greater than him. And he says what? Whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. He's already redeemed us from the hand of the enemy. Peoples, I want you to understand tonight. You can have courage tonight. You can have faith tonight to know that God has already redeemed us from the hand of the enemy. Amen. He said that a thousand can fall on your right hand, but it won't even come nigh thee. It does not matter how but we don't have to fall. Amen. You know, I told I, after I had this knee surgery, I realized something in reading in June that says, Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before his father. Jesus can do that. Yes, can. But that really came home to me when the doctor said to me, when I went in for my checkup, he said, you're doing good. He said, but I must caution you. He said, I want you to continue to take a baby acid. He said, don't fall. And he stressed it again. He said, don't fall. And on the way home, I began to think about it. Because he let me know, even though your knee has been repaired and it's good and you got a new artificial knee that will do what it pulls to do, but don't fall. Because you can do damage. And it made me think about how we set up and say, 
You know that they said we all fall down, but we get back up again. He didn't say if I fell, I wouldn't get back up, but it could cause some damage. So when we fall, when we sing, honey, it caused problems. Ask me how I know. Been there, done that. And it can hold you back and cause some things to happen. But he said, don't fall. But then when I read the scripture, now unto him who is able to keep you from falling. We don't have to fall, people. Whose report will you believe? I'm going to believe the report of the Lord who said he's able. He's able. He's able. He's able to keep you from falling. And not only that, but present you faultless as a pure vessel. Not a vessel that got to sin sometime. Because people are lying and say, you know, all say, no, you don't. That's what the word is a possibility. But but he's able to keep us. We don't have to practice any. He keeps us. Hallelujah. And he said, he gathered them out of the lands from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. He let them know God is gathering people. People are saying, folks don't want to be saved. That's a lie. God is saving people all over this land. We may not see them. Let me tell you something. We need to stop some things. We need to stop saying people's not praying. We need to stop saying folks ain't fasting. Because you don't know what nobody else doing. All you know is what you do. I'm for real people. I don't have nothing to do but tell you the truth. When you say folks ain't fans and they ain't praying, you're lying. And the Bible says a liar won't tell any side. Because you don't know what nobody else doing. This world is too big and too fast for you to know what somebody else is doing. All we able to speak for is ourselves. That's what the Bible says. Save your own self. Hallelujah. He said they wandered in the wilderness in a solitary place. Wait, they found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. But look what happened. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trust. And he delivered them out of their distress. He led them forward by the right way that they may go to the city of habitation. God did that. Talking about the children of Israel. And not only the children of Israel. That's for us also today. When we're distressed, downtrodden, all we gotta do is call on the Lord. He will lift us up. He will heal. He will deliver he will heal anyone that come unto him. If you call on him, come to him, he'll receive you. If you call on him, he'll answer you. He'll deliver your people. God is still in the delivering business. 
He's still in the saving business. He's saving those that call upon him. And the 8th verse says this. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful work to the children of men. Everything God does is for men. It's for mankind. Everything he does is for us, for human beings. And like you said, people don't sometimes they'll believe saying stuff, but when it comes to God, it's like it's hard to believe. And I found out and I believe that the reason sometimes we find it hard to believe God in certain things is because we think of God as a mere man, how man would act, how we would act, how we don't want to sometimes forgive people. So we find it hard to believe that God will forgive us. Why wouldn't he? If he don't forgive us, we can't be delivered. <laughs> the thing is, the biggest problem with me was forgiving myself. Because I knew truth and had walked in truth. And when I realized that God was not standing back trying to wait for me to prove that I wasn't going to go back. He, he, he wasn't doing that. He already knew the future. So he had more confidence in me than I did myself. So when I began to have confidence in the power of God, in the word of God that says, look, I'm able to keep that which is committed unto me. I'm able to keep you. So I had to start trusting the word. I had to become a word person. I had to start living the word, doing the word, not just being a reader of the word. I had to become a student of the word of God. I had to become really a living word. Because the word of God is a living word. And we the word have to live the word. My uh, sister pastor preached the word, said walk the word. We have to walk the word. We have to talk the word. We have to do the word. The word will do it for us. All you got to do is be the, What we have to become is word in action. Look at your neighbor and say be word in action. Be word in action. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Because the Bible said we live in epistles. Read a minute. So we got to be word in action. That living word, doing the word, and the people can come against you, but they can't deny that the word ain't in. When you become that word, they can't say about you like they did to disciples. They said we got to take note of them. At least they've been with Jesus. It ain't about how smart they was. Because they said to them, they're ignorant and unlearned. Because all your learned behavior ain't going to get you no percentage with God. <laughs> ain't going to get you no brownie points with God. Don't care how eloquent you can talk. Don't care how much money you got. How many schools you done attend. It don't get you not now brownie point with God. Amen. You can have all of that and still don't know it. Amen. Don't have no relationship. Amen. 
You can know about him. Talk about him. But you don't have no relationship. You don't have no knowing person. It is funny to me how we'll talk about celebrities and, and all of these different folks just like we know them. And won't even talk about God like we know him. Amen. That's the one we need to promote in the earth. He said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I do draw all men unto him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. Said that they would praise him. Look what he said. For he satisfied the loaning souls. See, that's what we need to do. We need to long after God. Man. We need to pant after him like he says the deer. Pant is for water. We need to pant after God. We need to long for him. We need to thirst for him. He said, God, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. Yeah. They shall be there. He didn't say we have a thirst for water. He didn't say we have a thirst for food. He didn't say we have a thirst for clothes and all of this stuff. Hallelujah. He told us to thirst for righteousness. Righteousness and doing the will of God. Seeking first the kingdom of God. Yes. And all his righteousness. Everything else will be added unto us. He said he satisfied the longing soul. Then it's the hungry soul. See, your soul don't hungry for food, natural food. It says it hungry for the things of God. Only thing going to feed the soul is spiritual things. That's the only thing will feed it. He said he will, he will feed it. He will do it. He will fill it, the soul, with goodness. Look what he says. Such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron. When I read that, I think about do y'all know sin is a bondage? Amen. Sin have you in bondage. Amen. It'll hold you in bondage. We are our worst enemy. And I tell people the utmost ungodly counsel you can receive. It's from your flesh. Amen. Not from somebody else. Amen. It's from Amen. your flesh telling you one thing. Amen. Ungodly counsel. Break it out against the word of God. <laughs> Check it out with the word. You don't know what is God or not. Amen. That's right. Amen. Glory to God. Ungodly counsel from your flesh can be, even though it's something good you can do, telling you something good to do. But if you're doing that good just to bring glory to yourself and not to exalt God and for God to get the glory, that's ungodly counsel. Because God ain't, ain't about exalting you. He's not about doing stuff to make you look good. Amen? He wants to get the glory out of everything. Amen? He said because they rebel against the word of God. See, when, when I preach a minister word of God, God minister word through me. 
Do you not know that word come to me first? Amen. Amen. If you're a minister of the gospel, that word come to you first. Amen. And if God used you and anoint you to preach a profound word, you better know a day or so or even a day, that word going to be tried. It's going to be tried in you. And you're going to come back to you and you just preached that now. What are you supposed to preach for? What are you thinking about? Did you just preach that? Amen. Amen. He said, because they rebelled against the word of God. That's what people fight against. They fight against Jesus. Wasn't he the word? Yeah. And they didn't understand that the word had to be tried. The word had to be crucified and couldn't be killed. Because it was a living word with power. Amen. Amen. He said, and, and they contend the counsel of the most high. People don't want God. Some don't. I put it that way. Amen. They don't want the counsel of God. They going around trying to establish their own righteousness. Amen. But they're not denying the power thereof. Because in our own righteousness, People of God is no power. So look what he did. And I'm getting ready to close. He said, therefore, he brought down their heart with labor. They fell down and that was none to him. Because you labored for stuff and things that won't bring you happiness. You labor and, and pulling and striving to do things, but you are happy and not content. I promise you, when you get in that place with God, there is a place. There's a place in God that you will find contentment, you will find happiness, and you won't be frustrated. That's right. I, I promise you won't. Amen. You won't be frustrated. You won't be wondering, Lord, why I'm doing this and ain't nothing happening. And get it? You, can I tell you what the problem? The problem. You haven't got in that place a rest Amen. in Him. Amen. You have not found that. That's a place in God, right down here, yes. that you can rest in Him. Amen. That is a place right down here. That you can have an inward peace Amen. that surpasses all understanding. Yes. And it won't matter. Hallelujah. Thank you, what you're going through in your body. Amen. It won't matter what situation is going on in your home Amen. or in the community. Amen. There is a place in God Amen. that you can have rest. Amen. You can have peace. And you know of a surety. I'm glad God wants me to be. Do whatever you want to do. Feel however you want to feel. But I'm at peace in God. I'm at rest in God. I ain't struggling. I tell people if you've been saved one year. And I'm serious about that. You've been saved too long not to know where your place is in Christ. Amen. 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 I believe that with my heart. 
Don't tell me you're going to go and buy you a house. You don't buy a house. And you paying for that house. They're living in that house for a year. And you don't know where your house at? <laughs> you don't know where you live at? Or where you belong? Something wrong with that picture. And you in Christ? Amen. And you don't know where you belong? Amen. Thank you, Lord. We have believed a false doctrine. Amen. An illusion of the gospel. Amen. That put on programs and different things to help people know where they're supposed to be and, and who they is. You were born a woman, and when your mom and daddy said you was a girl, or you was a boy, now you done got an age and you don't know who you are. Go look in the mirror, get naked. See? That's right, Papa. Check your body out. Amen. That's right. Amen. God didn't make no mistake. Amen. You believe a lie of the devil. Amen. And he's a liar from the beginning. Amen. 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 It's the truth. He ain't twisted. You twisted. Yeah, there you go. Amen. You need your mind renewed according to the word of God. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. And He will let you do just what you want to do, because He don't make nobody be sad. He said it wrong because when they knew God. As God. And they wouldn't worship him and acknowledge him as God. He gave them over to let them do that which was against nature. Read Romans. It's right there in the first chapter. And, and you well God now he gave you over because you wouldn't listen. Gave you over to do what you want to do to the damnation of your soul. God did that. But he said when they cry <laughs> to the Lord in that trouble, he saved them. And the 16th verse says this again and I'm closing. All oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children it's time to give God thanks. Man. It's time to give him praise. Because God is good. Man. Man. And he's worthy to be praised. So as we end, we're going to pray tonight for all of those that heard the word. Even heard a portion of my testimony. And know that God is able to do great things for you and through your life. I'm not anybody's special. I don't have a monopoly on God. But I do love God. I trust God. I'm just a yielded vessel that believes that whatever God said, He will do it. I just believe if I hear from God, 
and he tell me to do something, I'm going to find myself trying to do it. I believe that. And any one of us can do the same thing. All God wants is just somebody to trust him and believe, and he will use you for his glory. He told me this at the beginning of the ministry. He said, no man will get the glory or the credit for this ministry. He said, not even you. He said, you can't even get the credit for it. He said, no man. He said, you take care of my business, I'll take care of yours. And God has been faithful to me to do just that. And I strive to be faithful unto him. So we're going to pray and we're going to believe God tonight that whatever the need is, God will do. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come now giving you glory and praise. We come now thanking you for this word that went forth and you will not let your word return back to form. But it will accomplish that for which you sent it forth, God. Lord, you sent your word forth and it healed and it delivered, God. We thank you, God, that there are those that's being set free now from the yokes of change of Satan and a bondage of sickness and affliction. We thank you right now, God, that minds are being loose from depression and oppression. Oh, God, that the weary soul, God, is being lifted up, God, as burdens are being lifted and broken off, God. We thank you, God, for this apostle, God, and this evangelist, God, that you are placed here to be a blessing in this network to many, to reach many souls, God. We'll never know all the souls that have been saved through this network, God. But God, we ask you to continue to bless this network. That it will accomplish and go forth even further, God, to reach more, God. As we rejoice, God, in what you are doing, God. God, meet every need, the financial need, God. Oh, God, send for supporters, God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we thank you, God, for those that can write large checks. And I see them coming in, God. Sending forth to help this ministry, God. To reach others, God. I thank you right now for souls being saved. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Thank you, God, for ministers and witnesses and lawyers and doctors and whatever is being raised up, God. To go forth, God. To proclaim that thou art God. And besides thee, there are not another. And I give you the glory, and I give you the honor now. In Jesus' name, amen. And it is so. Let every heart say amen. Amen. Thank God. Amen. We thank God, amen, for that powerful prayer. Amen. We pray that somebody out there today made Jesus your choice. Amen. Somebody was uplifted. We thank God for that powerful word coming from Apostle Billy Crawford, all the way from Holy Faith Temple, amen, of Chillsburg, Alabama. Amen. Right now, we're going to hear, amen, from the founder of Heavenly Grace Gospel Word Network Incorporated, Apostle Miller James. 
Pearson Jr. Praise the Lord, everyone. Your honor to Yahshua on tonight. Yeah. Thank God for Apostle Billy on tonight. Thank God for each and every one that came out on tonight. And I thank God for Yahshua blessing us yes. to be here. Without him, we can't what do nothing, but with him, we can do what, all oh, things. Yeah. Why? Because he was strengthening us to be able to do it. Thank God for that testimony that she shared with us on tonight. Mm -hmm. And how I know it's a blessing to somebody else that going through. And we want to just tell you that God will make a way for you. Yeah, and he yeah. will bless you. And I thank God for the word once again. I want to. Uh, go into telling you how you can watch our uh, Heavenly Grace Gospel Word Network channel and uh, also too what you can see our uh, HGGWN Christian IPTV cable platform around the world you can watch us through Roku TV through our app and also you can uh, listen to us on iHeartRadio on our podcast station. Also, you can uh, listen to us on TuneIn, Radio, Spotify, iTunes, Apple, Facebook, YouTube, Amazon Fire Devices. And also, you can listen to us on the video game platform. God dealt with me, he said, he said, if we get on everything else, why can't we get on the video game? Oh, and we do have followers that on the video game. We ain't on there playing no video game, but we using it for the gospel of Jesus Christ, I'm right, sure. Amen. We have to be wise in the last few days because people is on, it's evil all on video games. It's mm -hmm. evil. Yeah. I mean, the mighty spirits. Yeah. If you see some of the stuff that goes on on them when they be playing, mm -hmm. it got the minds of the people. Yes. But why can't we use it for the gospel? Yeah. To win souls for Christ. Yes. And also, you can get our app on Google Play Store. And you can also listen to us on Google uh, uh, Music. We also on there. And different other platforms, and we, like I said on last night, we also found out the Lord showed me last year we got a, a letter in the mail from Dish, and I said Dish, and I looked on there and I seen now Dish got uh, uh, on the hopper, Dish hopper, uh, plus YouTubers on there and Spotify. And then they said, if you get the wireless uh, device with them also, you can get our app through them. Oh and I thank God for allowing us to see that. Yeah. And uh, we never know what we at. Right. And we have different ones. As time go on, I go on and keep a check. And people are pulling the network and putting it onto their platform. And I thank God for that because it's helping us to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. God touched the minds of the people. Yes. Now, we didn't sign up for some of them, them platforms, but God touched the minds of the people. 
I mean, we, uh, I was looking at one uh, platform, didn't know nothing about it. It's over in Hong Kong, just found out about it, and God touching the minds of the people. And the word is being heard in places that they say they don't believe in God. But guess what? God changing the minds of the people. I thank God for his word on tonight. Also, too, if you would love to sow into this ministry to help support this television and radio station around the world, you can send your love gift of any amount. Any amount. If it's a pen, hey, we'll take it. Because God will what? Multiply. So, hey, feel free. Whatever God touch your mind, your heart to give, give. And you can cash out us, dollar sign HGGWN. Cash out us, HGGWN, dollar sign in front. And also, you can send a love gift through PayPal. Through our PayPal or page, uh, paypal.com forward slash PayPal me forward slash H-G-G-W-N. Once again, that's paypal.com forward slash paypalme forward slash H-G-G-W-N. And I thank God for your blessings, your seeds that you sow into this ministry to help us continue the spirit of the gospel of Jesus Christ, Yahshua, around the world. We want to thank you for tuning in on tonight. Amen. And we want to say peace be with you. In Yahshua's name, amen. Amen. We thank God for the rejoicing in Jesus Christ program. Yes. Amen. We will, amen, continue to rejoice in Jesus Christ, amen, tomorrow night. We just love the Lord. Thank you again so much, Apostle Billy. Amen. Amen. We love you and we know you love us. Amen. Amen. I, I heard, you know, back in the days they said, you better love me but you sure better not die. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So that's that's a real talk. Amen. So we just thank God. Amen. Signing off in Jesus Christ our Yeshua's name. Amen. Heavenly Grace Gospel Word Network Incorporated. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you.